Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And as usual, you can always reach me at Chef Fry Comedy or Surviving Empathy Podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to break it down what being an empath really is versus what it isn't. I want to talk about my feelings as an empath. I want to talk about my insecurities as a person. I want to talk about the world at large and how we tend to put up these walls and how sometimes as energetically sensitive people, we can use this gift to our advantage, but sometimes to our disadvantage. And I want to talk about how the world is becoming today and how it gets exceedingly harder and harder and more difficult for us empaths out there to go out into that world because when you're energetically sensitive, you, you know, want to avoid conflict and you want to be a a kind and gentle person. And so sometimes when the world isn't coming correct, it kind of forces us into our bedrooms to never come out, you know? And so I want to talk about all that. So that's what this episode is about. It's about being an empath and the world today and uh, how we can use this gift for our advantage and how we can perhaps demystify what being an empath is versus what it isn't. Uh, It is a sixth sense of sorts, you guys. It is a flight or fight response. And uh, it is something that we have had, all of us humans have had since the beginning of time. It's just a matter of degree and a matter of whether we embrace it or run from it. And so I kind of want to break it down for the skeptics and cynics and non-believers out there. And I want uh, my empaths and my uh, intuitives and sensitives out there to understand that, yes, it is a gift, but it can also be a curse and that we have to learn to use it wisely. So that's what this episode is about. Strap in. It's a lot of fun. It's about an hour long. And uh, grab yourself a drink, get a snack, get comfortable, and let's begin. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk uh, empath talk. Uh, I've got a few things here I want to talk about, and uh, I just want to have a, a good, fun, open conversation with you guys, because sometimes when I'm doing this show, um, you're just all about the go, 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 and sometimes in doing so, uh, you feel like you're uh, losing yourself, or you feel like you're losing your audience for a time because you're so concerned about growth and numbers. You're so concerned about downloads and analytics that you start to freak out and worry about the mechanics of the job. And in doing so, you stop being human for a time. Um, you know, being a podcaster isn't easy because there's like, 750,000 podcasts in the world. And of those podcasts, I believe, um, if you're getting 30 downloads per episode, you're in the top 10th percentile of all podcasters in the world, which means that most people just give up after a while because their numbers aren't growing. And the truth is, is that my numbers are well above that. Even so, when I see a decline or a stagnation like last week's numbers, 
you start to think about what you did wrong. <laughs> like, oh, it must be me, right? You know, because that's how we sensitives think about life is we we think, oh, it must have been me. What did I do to upset them? And uh, and and I don't think that's the case, you know. Um, it's just that we are hypersensitives and hypersensitives. Uh, I don't want to say they're uh, any better or worse than others at negative self-talk, but we um, have a ten- tendency as hypersensitives to also be emotionally hypersensitive, and we're always placing blame on ourselves for things that uh, might have nothing to do with uh, anything, you know? And so you can sit there and obsessively go over your analytics and your numbers and think, oh, gosh, what can I do to win them back? What can I do to say the right things? Because, you know, the thing is, you guys, is that I'm a nice person. I'm a genuinely good guy. Um, I, I say that with no ego or pretense whatsoever that I'm trying to be myself here. Um, but I'm also trying to be thoughtful and thought provoking and uh, occasionally irreverent and funny and occasionally playful and occasionally serious and deep and sometimes even dark. Um, because I want the human experience and the imperfections of being human to come through. I don't want to come off like a perfect person. I want to come off as a good broadcaster, but I don't want to come off like a perfect person. And, uh, you know, it's just so easy to go, oh, gosh, what can I do to win them back when you never lost them in the first place? <laughs> you know, I think the people, you know, uh, my friend tell, told me the other day, you know, you're going to attract the ones that you attract and you are going to detract the ones that either don't care or aren't interested or just don't like my style. And that's that. And that's the end of it. And, um, you know, the truth is, is that when you're running an empath show for empaths, but also you're putting on a paranormal show and a cryptid show and a mental health show, you wear a lot of different hats. And in doing so, I'd like to think that all those topics sort of intertwine, that there's a there's a connective tissue between all of those topics, and there is, um, but you're also going to get a lot of different kinds of people from uh, people who, you know, because most people come here just because, oh, ghosts, I want to hear about ghosts. You know, it's just a morbid fascination in the macabre, in you know, fascinating uh, phenomenon. And I can't blame you guys for that. Um, hopefully you're coming for the ghost, but you're staying for the thoughtful um, uh, podcast discussions, I would hope, the the thoughtful content. Um, but yeah, you can sit there and be uh, overly sensitive and, and then start beating yourself up thinking, I, I didn't do this right or I didn't do that right. And then once you start thinking that way, you start thinking that the world is mean and cruel and indifferent, and then you start to feel uh, sorry for yourself. Um, not all the time, but you start feeling uh, bad for yourself because the world is just so darn unrelenting and mean and judgmental and cruel. And then you start feeling like you need to, then you start getting upset, and then you have to resist lashing out. <laughs> and that's the process of an overthinker. If you guys are an overthinker, it doesn't take an empath to be uh, that way. But um, but empaths especially, we're hypersensitives. 
we're intuitive, uh, we're very vibey, and um, we try to read into everything. And sometimes when we do that, we're doing it to our own, uh, you know, our own peril, frankly. Um, and that's what it means to be a hypersensitive. And that's why it's sometimes hard to tell whether or not you're just a sensitive person or if you are literally energetically sensitive. Um, a lot of times, it, a lot of times it's hard to tell which is which and which came first and which one it is. Um, and, and many times when you're just hypersensitive emotionally, it can make you hypersensitive energetically as well. And, um, and that's something that's not talked about a lot because I think, you know, I've made this distinction in the past and I've taught you guys that being an empath, you either got it or you don't. Um, but then I've con- kind of uh, amended that to say, I think everybody has it to a degree. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not you embrace it or not. And then from once you embrace it, do you train yourself to get better at it or do you just sort of live with it? And, um, and I kind of want to talk about uh, all the different aspects to being an empath because um, it invites a lot of ridicule. And it invites a lot of, um, uh, just, uh, you know, negativity because people think that it's something that it's not, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, they, 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 because of the only popular empath we know in pop culture is, uh, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. And, um, and she's like a super empath. She's got antennae and everything. But my point is, is that, um, People start to make you feel like you're that alien, you know, that you have antennas sticking out of your head. And um, and it's not that, you know. Hypersensitivity will make you feel so many things, and sometimes simultaneously. And as such, you will um, think you're failing people. You'll think you're failing yourself. You won't allow yourself to self-care as often as you should. And a lot of times we, um, we are people pleasers. And in doing so, we, uh, aren't, we're, t- we're overly nice to people because it's what society says that we have to be, but also because we want to please people because it feels good. Uh, hypersensitives and, and empaths are energetically sensitive to vibes and moods and emotions. They're very touchy feely. And so for me as a male, um, I find it especially hard because, uh, when you have all this touchy feely stuff, it makes you feel all weird on the inside and you're not sure how to process that. And unlike a female who usually embraces their more feminine and uh, loving nature, a, a male, um, has this other side as well that they also have to attend to, frankly. And so I find myself, uh, you know, beside myself a lot um as hypersensitives don't like to be put in public situations hypersensitives don't like being put on the spot hypersensitives like to have a lot of uh, alone time and free time to balance and center themselves hypersensitives are very passionate people who uh beca- can become very dispassionate once they reach um empath overload 
uh, and I've talked about empath overload in the past. And, um, and that's the thing is that, um, we, we try to resist being what we are because when we embrace it, um, it almost becomes too powerful. We become too sensitive. And that can manifest in various ways. It can make us overly emotional. It can make us question our decision making. It can uh, make us put up with abusers and users uh, to the point where um, we forget to uh, self-care and, and put up certain boundaries between ourselves and other people in the outside world. And so especially as a broadcaster, um, I'm trying to make all of you happy. And that's a lot of people to, to make happy. And it's a lot of people to disappoint, frankly. And uh, that's a lot of pressure uh, for an empath to put on themselves. And the thing is, is that that's why I go into this with such a sort of relaxed vibe, because if I were to try too hard to make everybody happy, I would, uh, you know, I would just be running myself half to death all the time. And so that has forced me as a male to try to find my balance and my center. Um, because I think as a male, um, you have all the traits that a female has in the sense that you have a gentle energy, you have a kind, loving nature, you're very vibey, which makes you um, very uh, held back and withdrawn from en- people that have the wrong energy. And uh, in general, we're very emotionally deep and emotionally meaningful and emotionally intelligent people. And so as such, um, we usually keep our uh, tribe very small, our, our friends, our group, our network very small. And that's what I mean when I say keep your uh, life small and your uh, heart big is that uh, we can become overwhelmed by a myriad of emotions. And then uh, before we even know it, we're, we're acting out in ways that we didn't want to act out. And, um, you know, let me tell you something here. So Rebecca and I, um, she works at a grocery store and, uh, our truck has been having an issue for the last few years where every once in a while, if we don't drive on the freeway, we don't get, it doesn't charge up the, um, battery correctly and so it doesn't have the cranking amps to turn over and so as such every once in a while the truck won't start and other times uh what will happen is that the battery uh or actually the uh, security system will lock us out for 10 minutes uh because there's something going on with one of the you know uh what do you call it one of the chips in there is malfunctioning and it locks you out even though it's your own truck and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that uh, yesterday, Rebecca texted me, hey, the truck's not going to start. Uh, it's not turning over and I'm going to have to get somebody to jump it. And I said, OK, well, be safe, you know, because it's nighttime. And um, she works in a big store and uh, she finally gets home. and She's like upset. She's like, you know, some people are fucking assholes. I go, why? What happened? She goes, well, I went. I couldn't get anybody to find to tr- jumpstart the truck. And then I went back to the back and talked to the night crew, uh, the stalkers and uh, two guys just out now wouldn't help me. 
And I was like, what the hell, man? And it pissed me off because I, I was almost getting ready to call the manager and say, you know, you need to have a policy at nighttime for women so that um, women feel safe when they're getting off of work. Because if your truck doesn't start and there's a bunch of creepers around, you want to make sure that your employees are safe and cared for and that there should be somebody walking all these women at night to their vehicles and they just don't have it. They're on, they run on a skeleton crew, especially at night. Uh, there isn't always security there. There isn't always LP there. And so I just got like, fuck that man. Um, you know, and, and so when I come to you guys as a lover, as a gentle soul, as a caring person, um, sometimes it's hard for me to not see the real world as it really is. And sometimes that real world can bleed into your attitudes and those attitudes um, are there to protect our heart because we want the world to be a good, loving, beautiful place. And that's who we are and that's what we represent and that's our values. So when other people don't share our values, it pisses us off. You know, it's hard to believe as a veteran at my age that there would be young people out there who would be that way towards a woman. It pisses me off. So men, do what's right for women. Where the fuck did chivalry go? Oh, my God. You know, I get it, you know, that we're a more equal society now. And that's great. That's a good thing. But women still need to be protected in our society because there's too many predators out there and there's too many bad folks out there and creepers and opportunists and petty thieves. So I just don't understand that mentality of I don't want to help you. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, it's like I told Rebecca, I said, I would jump at the chance to help somebody at work because it allows me to go outside for 10 minutes. I don't have to work. <laughs> Gives you an opportunity to socialize and do something different and change your setting momentarily. So I would think people would jump at that chance to do it. But um, the point is, is that, you know, I try very hard to come to you guys prepared and in good spirits and to uh, to energetically fill you guys full of love and joy and happiness. Uh, but that gets exceedingly hard to do when bad things are happening in your life or bad things are happening in the world. Sometimes it gets us a little sour, for quite frankly, you know? And so as a male empath who has also been a soldier and an EMT, um, I have a tough side. But it took a lot of time and effort to get tough. I didn't just start out that way. Um, it started when I was a little boy. I was a very sensitive little boy. And I got tough because people were believing in me. People were putting me in positions to prove myself. Like in soccer, where I, for the first time, became a soccer goalie. And I had a knack for it. And by my third year as goalie, I was tough as nails. And by that time, I had gotten into karate and judo. And I had gotten into skateboarding. And so I had to be physically tough. Growing up in the 80s, it's not like that anymore as much, but I'd like to think that it is. Nothing truly changes entirely. I think kids still go outside and do things, you know, um, and you still have to be tough because kids are mean and cruel to each other. And that 
you think you grow out of that. You think as we're, we, we become adults, we become more mature. And as such, we become more loving and caring to one another. And I believe that can be the case, but a lot of times it isn't because either some people just refuse to grow up or uh, everybody's got a chip on their shoulder because the world is such a difficult place to live in that we're all carrying this excess baggage of hate or anger or frustration. And what do you do with it? How do you get rid of that? You know, how do you not let it um, spoil your good cheer? You know, I want you guys to see the real me, the imperfect me, because I want you guys to see that you can be successful and have robust mental health and have robust health and not be a perfect person. I do not get uh, arrogant. I do not get uh, pretentious and full of myself here. I do not see myself as better than anybody, nor should I. But as a soldier, as a former skateboarder, skate bastard, as a former um, judo and karate guy, as a former guy who has fired a weapon or two, as a person who has lived on both sides of the fence, I can tell you that I rather enjoy my heightened sensibilities. I rather enjoy kindness and love and good cheer. And that's what I want to spread to you guys. But I want to do it in a way that isn't fake because I don't want you guys to think that the world is all sunshine and rainbows because if you do that, and then you start embracing yourself as a as a spiritualist or as an empath or as a hypersensitive or intuitive or any whatever label you put on it, you're going to go out into the world thinking that people give a shit. You're going to go out there thinking that people are going to be loving and caring to you because that's the energy you're putting out. And sometimes it works that way, but oftentimes it doesn't. And so we have to live in the world as it really is, not in an idealized world that we dream up in our head. That being said, um, th- it's still a pretty good world. We're not under a fascist law. We're not, we're not under a dictatorship. Uh, we've got laws and rules. We've got lots of uh, people out there that are kind and intelligent and decent. Um, and those are the things that fill up our spiritual cup when it's, um, you know, starting to feel a little empty inside, you know, you know, sometimes I start to feel like, um, When you label yourself as an empath, that people are going to think you're a weirdo. Plain and simple. And and the truth is, is all of my life, when I was a little kid, uh, I started out having a lot of sensitivities and effeminate uh, mannerisms. uh, Not because, it turns out I wasn't gay, um, but what it was is that um, I only knew females and female energy most of my young life. And when you're learning to people, uh, you, um, you borrow the mannerisms from those who are around you the most. And so I started taking on the energy and mannerisms of my mom and my grandmother. Now, I had an uncle and a grandfather around, but they weren't around as much. My grandfather worked, and he was out on service calls a lot. He was an appliance repairman. But... I did always appreciate female energy because I felt like um, they were more caring and kind. You know, when you're a small child, you don't understand the world. You don't understand the hardships. And you get a sense of calm and cradledness 
from female energy when you don't understand how things work and you're scared and nervous and pensive and worried about the world and you you sense all this chaos or you sense all this uh, drama or discord. And so um, the female energy was always a very calming and soothing thing for me. As I got older, I realized what I was, and that's why I call myself a realized empath. And that's the thing is most people don't, most people have it except people who either ignore it or sociopaths and predators who um, either use it for dark purposes or they just simply um, ignore their sense of awareness and vibes. Um, but anytime you watch a ghost show and somebody says, I'm getting a vibe, I'm feeling a presence, uh, that, hello, you're an empath. Um, we all sense each other. We all sense energy. We all sense intention. We all sense some form of energy in one way or another, just that some sense it more than others. And so when you become a realized empath, it means that you've, you've gone into a certain mode. You've gone into training. You're now training yourself. And, and as such, you get better at these things and you learn to master certain things. And as such, you can then uh, teach those things to others. And that's the position I'm in now, but I'm not a master by any means. Part of the reason why I don't go into the spiritual arts or go into mysticism uh, more or new age stuff is because it, it doesn't appeal to my sensibilities. Frankly, a lot of empaths out there believe that once you become an empath, you can't turn back and you have to, you know, start getting the beads and you got to start getting the incense and you have to start getting all the hippy dippy stuff and you got to start wearing the the grass skirts and the you know the hippy clothes and all that and while that's fine if that's a way in which people can closer um uh, get into the spirit of who they are as a healer as a healing hand as a as a positive energetic force if they get into those mystical things and magical things and it helps them feel uh powerful like a spiritual warrior that's great you know um i do believe i'm a spiritual person even though i'm an atheist i'm a spiritual atheist in that i do believe that energy and intention is very real and i'm learning the dynamics of energy but you know as a pragmatist as a dude um, sometimes I think we allow ourselves to get caught up in, in a world full of make believe to a certain point. And I hate saying that because, um, where do you draw that line? Everybody is different and everybody experiences life and energy and ghosts differently. So I'm not trying to say that those people are faking or those people aren't coming correct. Perhaps they are. Perhaps I don't understand what they go through because as an empath, I sense things around me, but I don't sense things 700, 2,000 miles away, necessarily. I can sense the motives and intentions. I can get inflections of voice and learn a lot from people's micro expressions or from people's voice or the way they talk or the words they choose. Um, and, and you've probably seen memes about that. As an empath, we um, don't just pick up on vibes and energy, but we're also picking up on a lot of cues as well micro expressions, uh, you know, 
mannerisms, uh, the words that people choose, and the way people are, you can tell what they're insecure about. You can tell what their motives are. You can tell if they're chaotic, uh, good or chaotic evil, as they say in Dungeons and Dragons, um, or if people are lawful good or lawful, you know, there's, you can tell if a person's coming correct and if they're a threat or not, usually, not always, but usually. So the empath in me wants to embrace this loving, caring, kind, and evolved nature. That's the side of me that is, you know, that would dress in the hippie skirt and have the incense. <laughs> That's the hippie dippy in me. Uh, the other side of me is, is just a regular guy. And the thing is, in this culture, in the age where there's so much misogyny and there's so much sexism and there's so much racism, um, I think, you know, there's a term that's popped up recently called toxic masculinity. And there's another term uh, called narcissistic abuse. And there are a lot of males out there whose energy aren't coming correct and as such, uh, many, many women have to empower themselves to fight off these, you know, hateful forces. And so a lot of times, because women are used to people not coming correct, uh, for example, they might listen to my show. And because I'm not as woke as they are, or I'm not as uh, sensitive as they are, or I I use certain language or I cracked wise once in a while. People assume that, oh, you know, he's not coming correct. But the thing is, is that I, as a male, have had to learn to balance my hypersensitive side from just being a dude, you know, because we should live in a culture where we let people embrace and enjoy what they are. If you're a female, I don't make fun of females when they are into makeup and all their girl stuff. That's their thing. I support that. And conversely, if I want to go be a guy, I want women to know that there's no offense. Um, we are all human beings and we should all as mature adults with emotional maturity and sensitivity, we should uh, not care about our differences anymore especially when it comes to racial or sexual differences. I'm a man. I'm proud to be a man. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, that being said, um, a lot of times, though, people who've been hurt by males might hear the depth of my voice or hear the tone in which I crack wise or make jokes um, and, and think that I'm not coming correct or that, that I'm going to be somebody that they wouldn't like. And that's just not the case, you guys. Um, it's just that I've learned that when you're an empath, you're super hypersensitive and you have to have a sense of humor about yourself. You have to have a sense of humor about life. And because you're hypersensitive, you actually have to uh, find ways to balance your sensitive life from your regular life. You know, I told you guys the other day that if if you want to be an empath and you want to become a realized empath and you want to go whole hog into this, uh, that's fine. If that's who you are, that is great. Um, but I would caution you guys that energetic sensitives and intuitives um, can, um, when they get into it too deep, 
Um, a lot of times they take themselves too seriously. A lot of times they get into the, um, the spirit world and the, in the spiritual realm and they become all in. And as such, they lose their sense of humor. They lose their sense of just letting people be different. You know, I know there's a lot of hurtful, hateful people out there and that's unfortunate, but we cannot continue taking it out on each other because that's what we do. We store it and then it comes out in uh, unhealthy ways. Um, even some of the most grounded and disciplined emotionally people still do that to some extent is that we store it. We see the ridiculousness of some people. We see the hurtfulness of some people. And then as such, we tend to lash out on and generalize about uh, the, the human condition in general. And as an empath, nothing hurts me more than being uh, put in the same category as every other male out there, because I'm not that way. I am very different from most males in that I am much more kind and sensitive and gentle and evolved and helpful. But every once in a while, daddy's got to go be a dude. Daddy's got to go lift weights or go for a run or, or go hang out with friends and shoot the shit and joke. Uh, so please, you know, you know, uh, I, I heard a thing one time, somebody said, um, you, you know, that song, there's the song, uh, the boys are back in town. And if, if so-and-so want to fight, then you're, then, then let them kind of thing, let boys be boys. And there's a saying that, that says, um, you know, let boy, let the boys be boys. Well, some people take issue with that because, Sometimes what that's doing is, is it's excusing toxic masculinity. It's excusing bad behavior. And in some regards, I agree with that. But that being said, um, sometimes guys just want to have fun and be males and have fun being what they are, just as women want to have fun being female. And so when women get together and do their female things that are, you know, I don't, I try not to stereotype people. I try not to put people in their categories. But that being said, some of us just have certain natural sensibilities to do this versus that. And as such, um, we have our sensibilities. And women have certain sensibilities that men don't. Uh, men have certain sensibilities that women don't. And those differences, I think, are useful uh, on an evolutionary scale, if you know what I mean. The reason why men get a little bit more brutish, the reason why men are a little bit more aggressive is because we have testosterone, and that testosterone uh, allows us to get bigger and stronger and meaner, and as such, we can be protectors and defenders of our tribe, of our wife, of our children, of our family. And so... Um, the very thing that most women admire in men to be good protectors, they also have to sometimes fear and worry about because men can also be aggressive and hostile towards women. And that's not good. And so while I do take issue with letting the boys be boys, if it's uh, perpetuating uh, shitty behavior, it's perpetuating toxic masculinity, of course, I would have a problem with that. But I also believe that 
you know, I, I've I've used the analogy that we're all a basket full of kittens, and as such, we all are different um, at birth. Uh, you know, some are shy, some are uh, aggressive, some are uh, funny or clumsy, some are, you know, and, and that is who we are. Um, and then as we get older, we can decide whether or not we want to uh, continue being shy or continue being aggressive. In other words, we now have agency over ourselves to be better than that if we so choose, you know? And so I think what is wrong with our culture today is we've all been mishandled. We've all been fucked over. We've all been uh, underestimated and invalidated by people, by our jobs, by systems. And frankly, we're all suffering from the world isn't getting better soon enough syndrome, (laughs) you know? And so we're all dealing with shitty people and systems that just don't seem to evolve fast enough. And frankly, I'm getting tired. I'm almost 50 and I feel like the job front, uh, our industries, our attitudes, the prevailing attitudes in our society, I really did think we were getting more progressive and more evolved uh, 20 years ago than right now. And so here we are reliving, uh, allowing some of these um, racist, misogynist, backwards mentalities to uh, propagate in our system. And uh, I, I thought we we're evolving as a species. And so here comes these little pockets of devolved thinking and we, and then it catches fire in our political discourse. And as such, um, it's forgiving bad behaviors. And so, no, I do not agree that we as people should allow others to get away with behaviors that are going to perpetuate and propagate antisocial, criminal, or misogynist points of view. No. Fuck no. No way. But that being said, we have to allow to learn to appreciate each other's differences. You know, there is a difference between a stereotype and just certain things being true. You know, some stereotypes can be very hurtful. Stereotypes against race stereotypes against gender, stereotypes against type, you know, uh, as a man, um, frankly, it's hard when people don't want to tune in and like me simply because I have a deep voice and um, I don't have enough female energy for them because they're women and they want to relate to women. Um, I get that. And that part is fine. But I want to show people and prove to people over time that I also have evolved sensibilities and that I assure you just because I'm sometimes a silly heart and sometimes I'm silly or funny or a little bit uh, snarky, you know, or irreverent from time to time, I also have an emotional maturity to know how to balance that. Uh, Because at the end of the day, we have to let ourselves be ourselves. I don't, I want to come off as a, an evolved and kind and cheerful person, but I also want you guys to see that we're just human and that human beings, in order to feel love, have to feel loved themselves. 
in order to, to feel, to validate others, they must also first be validated. And we do live in a world where, um, you know, frankly, we're not, we're not treating each other well enough. And so we're all kind of stowing these, um, this heartache. We're stowing all this, um, hate and anger and frustration over people who fucked us in the past. And so if you are a woman who has gone through heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, um, uh, verbal or physical abuse from a man, you may not ever trust a, a man again. And that is so unfortunate. Just my deep voice might remind you of somebody else's deep voice and and now you think that I have their behaviors or something like that. And that that is just unfortunate, you guys, that we would have to live in a world where people become so broken and so abused and so broken down that they can't even trust in the entirety of 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 a of a sex. You know, that's awful. Because there's good men out there. I promise you guys. I promise you ladies. <laughs> All I'm trying to say, though, is at with a long history in the military and as an EMT and uh, playing uh, baseball and uh, martial arts and skateboarding um, and rappelling from things and doing all these physical things uh, in my youth, um, I still have the remnants of a sporty dude. Uh, and I don't want to feel shame for that. At the same time, I don't want people to think just because I have some qualities where I stand up for myself, I have some brutish or strong qualities that I'm, that I am somehow a brute or I'm not capable of sensitivity because that's not the case. We're grown now. We're adults and we should be able to appreciate each other as adults. Um, you know, like when you're in grade school, the boys, love the girls but they can't they have to pretend like it doesn't affect them and like ew girls you know and then the girls like the boys and they chase the boys and the boys let them catch up to them even though they pretend that they oh god darn you got me you know my point is is that in those days we beat around the bush we can't be direct because we're ashamed to admit that we like each other i like girls i like women i like female energy and, um, but that being said, I also am not one. I am not a female, even though there was a time where I was trying to figure who I was out. You know, was I, you know, um, a female put into a male's body? Was I perhaps homosexual? Was I perhaps effeminate? Um, I grew out of all that, but it was simply because <clears throat> as a small boy, uh, I was a small little young empath in training and those mirror neurons that make us copy other people's behavior because we're young and we're impressionable. I was simply copying the energy of those who I was around the most, which was my grandma and my mom. And so uh, I still to this day, love, love, love female energy. It's terrific. It's healing. It's soothing. It's nurturing. And moms make the world go around. Women make the world go around. Men simply make it more comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't want to generalize because women can be great carpenters and men can be great florists or some, you know, 
My point is, is that we have to let each other off the hook when it comes to who and what we are. And so I come here to you guys with the hopeful optimism that you'll let me be funny, that you'll let me be silly, that you'll let me be imperfect. The reason why I don't uh, edit out all of my coughs and and all of my uh, clearing of my throat is because I don't want, I'm not doing this to impress you guys on what a great and terrific voice I have. I'm doing it because I was, I was, uh, I felt that I was burdened by glorious purpose, as Loki would say, to come to you guys with a, with, with this knowledge as an empath, with this knowledge about the paranormal, and with this knowledge that what works for me in my mental health, hoping that you'll, you won't judge me too harshly, that you won't, um, <clears throat> take my, uh, being a male as a, as a uh, hindrance or, or, or some kind of liability and that you'll, you'll look past my physical self so that you can see who I really am on the inside. Um, I'm a good, kind, fun, fun loving, decent human being. I'm a big teddy bear. I've got a giant beard. Um, and I'm a big teddy bear, but as an empath, when I start to collect all of these hatreds and angers and frustrations, sometimes they get deep into us because our society isn't always growing the way we want to see. And people aren't getting necessarily smarter than you want to see. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of really good, smart people out there. But when you're judging our species as a whole and you start seeing all these instances of shallowness and uh, ego and narcissism, you just shake your head and go, good gravy, what is happening? You know, and one part of me is like, eh, let girls be girls. It's TikTok. They want to do their cheerleading dances and stuff. They want to do their sexy stuff. They want to do their little poses and dances and pretend they're a, a music video artist. That's fine. That's my point, you guys, is that um, we have to let each other be what we are and to enjoy what we are. If, if, a, if a young girl wants to, you know, emulate her favorite pop star, let her. So in that regard, I feel it's perfectly fine that people are the way they are. That being said, the part of me that wants us to evolve, the part of me that wants us to grow up and mature um, is, is sitting here going, oh, my God, every time I turn around, the world gets a little bit more selfish or the world gets a little more hateful or the world gets a little bit more arrogant or attitudinal towards people. It gets spiteful. It gets hateful. And I've showed you instances of people out there who sometimes don't come correct and they're, they're, they're trying to grow as public figures and they're trying to do it in the wrong way because they're not growing. Maybe their content is okay, but their attitude is trash because they're, they're so judgmental. And we've become a very reactionary society where we judge each other too, too much. And so I come to you humble with my Palms open to show you that I am here. I come in peace, you know, 
there's a term that I coined not too long ago, and I call it empath wrath. And all that means is that when you're hypersensitive, you grow hypersensitive to the misgivings of the world. In other words, your hypersensitivity makes you angry and hateful towards those who aren't evolving. And so we almost become too sensitive to the point where we don't allow people to be what they are. We don't allow people to be themselves. And if somebody doesn't completely knock it out of the ballpark, then we judge that person that person harshly or critically. I think we're living in times where everybody's trying to evolve. I believe we're in times where we're much more uh, aware of ourselves and aware of our world around us than we used to be. And I think that is a good thing, you guys. I do believe that the world is getting more self-aware. And there's so much more information out there that we can learn and grow and know. uh, and, And that's a good thing in general. But as a result, though, we've also become somewhat critical of anyone that doesn't live up to our understanding of 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 what we are of being evolved of being sophisticated of being intelligent we assume everybody out there that isn't like us must be dumb or broken or evil or fractured or something you know and so when i come to you guys you know kind of uh, upset about a person that mistreated me or upset over yet another falling out that could have been avoided, um, I am coming to you to, to illustrate that um, that no matter how good we are to people, no matter how nice we are to people, people are always going to hold something against us, things that we can't always help. Sometimes people will hold our past against us. Sometimes people will hold our sex or our, our, our gender against us. Some people will hold, uh, our looks against us or they'll, they, they, they were not as, you know, like me, you know, I'm starting to get to the age where, you know, most people think I'm in my mid thirties and thank you and bless you for that. <laughs> but the point is, is that some people who see my true age, the reason why I dye my beard sometimes is because if people think I'm 50, then they're going to say I'm irrelevant or that I'm too old for this job, or that I'm not uh, hip or cool or wise to the ways of the world. I'm just, I'm past my prime, and uh, that's called ageism. And I never thought I would ever be a victim of ageism, given the fact that I've always kind of had Dick Clark syndrome and that I've always looked younger than I am. But I'm finally at that age where I don't look old, but I'm getting old enough where uh, young people are like, ew, gross, old person. <laughs> So, you know, it is what it is. But that's my point is that um, we can't help what we are and we can't help that we're getting older. And so we need to give each other a break. We need to let each other off the hook. We need to let each other stop uh, being so critical and judgmental of each other. Um, and, and the point is, is that we're all searching for validation. And I think what happens is, is that when we don't get it, we um, give it to ourselves, and then as such, we sort of get very emboldened and brash in in 
what we are. And, um, and sometimes we don't always come correct because we're so used to the world being, you know, unevolved, unenlightened, chaotic, uh, frustrating, uh, mean spirited, et cetera, that, uh, when someone good comes around, we're not receptive. We're not in the mood to receive them properly. And uh, that's unfortunate because uh, when we have those interactions, we're finding our soul, brothers and sisters. And if we put up a wall too, too much, we're not going to open ourselves to the possibility of uh, people being different, being good for us, you know? And so instead of embracing our political differences or embracing our gender differences, we uh, start to look at each other as the other. And that's what xenophobia is, you guys. And you would think the most evolved and aware of us would not exercise xenophobia and sexism and ageism and all these isms. But sometimes when the world uh, reduces us down to nothing, we have a tendency to do the same thing. And so we have to be very careful that when we are living our life uh, that we try to maintain a balance, okay? Because when you're hypersensitive, you're always going to think too much, you're always going to feel too much, and you're always going to uh, jump to conclusions sometimes because you get vibes, and those sensations inform our thinking. And sometimes it's accurate, but sometimes it's um, it's primal, meaning... Sometimes we don't allow for people to show uh, their cerebrum and their intellect and their scholarliness or their kindness or goodness because all we're sensing is their vibe of whatever, their vibe of masculinity, their vibe of uh, frustration or anger, their vibe of whatever. And so a lot of times our emotions deceive us in a way. Now, that works really well when we're talking about a fight-or-flight response. The reason why we have this being an empath thing, this hypersensitivity, is that it is a hyper-awareness. It is a sixth sense to uh, basically keep us out of harm's way. It is a early warning system that something's not right here and you better get the hell out of here. So it is a part of our fight-or-flight response and that's why it's so intertwined into our negative and um, all of the more negative emotions like anxiety and hurt and hate and uh, things like that because it is a part of our fight or flight response. And that is always trying to gauge whether or not we're safe or not and how to act accordingly. And so for an empath, we especially, everybody in the world needs to maintain a balance um, especially if we're energetically or emotionally or spiritually sensitive, you know? Oh, and I was going to talk about empath wrath. Empath wrath is, you know, basically, yeah, that hypersensitivity, it, we, it turns, it, it ends up becoming, um, where we get empath burnout and empath overload. And as such, we become hypersensitive. And as such, we start becoming forceful, angry, judgmental, spiteful, because we don't want to deal anymore with people. We don't want a human anymore. So the part of us that is there to protect ourselves from harm's way oftentimes will uh, close doors 
prematurely before we've really had a chance to really get to know someone. And that's why sometimes we can trust our intuition, but sometimes we have to uh, allow ourselves to not be fooled by first impressions because sometimes as you dig a little deeper, you find that there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, our emotions that we pick up on are very primal. And as such, they're usually an indicator of whether or not somebody is a creep or not. And that's a good thing. But sometimes uh, it, 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 it warns us based on the way somebody looks and not what they really are. In other words, um, sometimes the monster uh, doesn't have a scar. Sometimes beautiful people can be the monster, and sometimes we need to pick up on something off about that person in order to have an early warning signal that we should probably be careful around this person or avoid this person outright. Um, but sometimes that can also backfire and go the wrong way, where we close ourselves off to really good, really nice, really decent people uh, because of the way they look or because of the, our initial impression. So, so even though we're very sensitive, um, our vibes that we pick up sometimes aren't very complex. They're very primordial in the sense that we pick up on anxiety or we pick up on something angry or we, but we don't pick up on the reasons why sometimes. And so my point is, is that, um, being an empath can serve you well, but sometimes it can, uh, just make you burn up with too much, too much excitement, too much judging people, too much uh, energy uh, being put into um, just you're putting so much energy into it that you burn yourself out because you're always in protection mode and you never drop your guard and you never allow yourself to be yourself and when you are on guard all the time, you're never going to allow yourself to be funny, to drop, to have a sense of humor, to be a silly heart. And so the problem in our society today, you guys, is that we do have to protect ourselves from each other. But that being said, um, how are we going to build our tribe of great minds think alike? How are we going to accumulate the people that we love in our life if we never give anybody a chance, you know? So we have to really use our empathic powers uh, to their greatest effect. In other words, don't overuse them or else you might burn yourself out or um, you might become so reliant on those feelings that oftentimes they're not giving us the full picture sometimes. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So... It's, it's, it's unfortunate that we live in a world where we can't allow each other to be different. We can't have different political differences without becoming spiteful or hateful of each other. Um, <clears throat> or men versus women. It's unfortunate that we live in a society where women feel the need to have to protect themselves from jerky guys. That's so unfortunate. But a lot of these males aren't growing up uh, with the sense of chivalry that I grew up with, you know, and, um, I, I am really glad that we're becoming more evolved and equal as a society, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a reason why we're attracted to nostalgia in the good old days because they were simpler. They were easier. People were simpler. 
And as our society becomes more big, more convoluted, more chaotic, more evolved in many ways, um, it also gets more complicated and, and, you know, there's just no instruction manual for life. And, um, and that's the thing is that, uh, when I'm giving you advice, it's only going to work so much because everybody's different. Every key only unlocks one door. I know what works for my door. I don't always know what works for your do- door. And so what I try to do is give you guys food for thought so that you can work it out for yourself and be your own helper. I'm not giving you the answers. I'm helping you acquire the answers for you, you know? And so if you can even, whether you consider yourself an empath or not, uh, every human being comes preloaded with sensitivity and vibes. We can all sense vibes to some degree. The only people who can't usually are narcissists and sociopaths and predators. And um, part of the reason why they might have uh, that psychopathy within them is because there's uh, perhaps a certain part of their brain that doesn't function correctly. And uh, that may uh, in turn be something that they um, aren't consciously aware of, but perhaps they're on a, on some level they're conscious of their brokenness. And as such, uh, perhaps it makes them frustrated or angry uh, that they can't love and feel like the rest of us. But uh Empath wrath, you know, is one of those things where we become so guarded because we're so used to the same old, same old of hateful life and hateful people and uh, uh, unkind people and unkind things that we all end up sort of mistreating each other uh, based on uh, generalizations that ge- that humans generally suck. <laughs> but but. Human beings can be great too. Um, for me, as an empath, I keep my uh, circle very small and I stay in my energetic lane, if you will. Um, I keep my life small and my heart big because it reminds me to when I'm feeling overstimulated, when I'm feeling like life is coming in too much, uh, usually my protection and uh, filtering is automatic, but uh, when it gets too, too strong, then I have to start switching to conscious efforts to uh, change my th- change what I'm thinking about or change what I'm allowing, what thoughts are entering my mind or my life. Um, when you sense a society that's not evolving to our sensibilities, we grow impatient, and as such, we get grouchy. So that's why I get that way sometimes, you guys, <laughs> because we want the world to be fun. We want the world to be festive. We want the world and jobs to, to be um, forward thinking and uh, for uh, our employers to be forward thinking. And if, if, if our world, you know, I, I look at it like this, you know, it's kind of like we can't have nice things because Things are always getting broken, right? And that's what the America is starting to feel like is we can no longer have nice things because there's always someone out there to wreck it. And that's unfortunate. And so what happens is, is that 
the wealthy systems become more greedy and not less greedy, and we become less trusting of those institutions, and therefore we become more harsh on them, and we hold everybody to this very high expectation, this very high standard, and as such, we've all just sort of become each other's worst enemies when we're not allowing each other to be ourselves and to see the great beauty and gentleness and kindness uh, that I believe is within us all. It's just that it gets obscured by the sophisticated ways in which our world now conducts itself. And so what I'll leave you guys with is this. Um, being an empath is not weird. You're not a weirdo. Um, if you are weird, it's because you like to celebrate the weird aspects of life. And that's empowering. It's fun. Beetlejuice and ghost movies and horror movies and uh, true crime, perhaps. Or maybe you like to celebrate, like me, um, you know, the paranormal and uh, cryptids and all that. I like the funner, wackier side of life. I think it makes life much more interesting. And so there's a difference between choosing weirdness and simply thinking you're weird. You're not a weird person just because you're different. Um, I think it's weird when people are all the same. <laughs> and, and the truth is, <clears throat> is that in, when we're growing up, we have to learn to be tough. We have to learn to be thoughtful and we have to learn to protect ourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually and energetically. And as such, uh, we are all different. Some extroverted people love people and they're out there all the time. I myself get overwhelmed in crowds. I myself get overwhelmed when I'm in uh, energetic conversations with people. That said, I love having a good talk with a friend. I love it. But I keep my life quiet and simple so that I can control how energy is flowing into my world. Because if I don't, then I start getting torrents of energy that I can't always, uh, I can't always process it correctly, you know? We empaths are a unique bunch. And whether you call yourself an empath or not, I bet donuts to dollars that many of you guys listening uh, maybe you came here because of the paranormal stuff. Maybe you're just curious and fascinated with being an empath, and that's okay. Um, the truth is, is that I believe we all inherently have a, a sixth sense awareness of our surroundings, that we have a, 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 a natural nature to receive vibes and for that to inform our actions and behaviors. Um, it is a part of our fight or flight response. It is as old as we are as a species, and it's perfectly natural. And so whether you label yourself an empath or not is quite irrelevant to the greater point that we're all human beings. We're all fragile. We're all made of biological matter, and as such, we are vulnerable. And I believe when you express your vulnerabilities and not hide them, 
when you express your silliness and not try to hide it, when you express your joy and your fun and your sense of humor and your imperfections, you are allowing others to drop their guard and thus increasing the likelihood of a bonding connection. You know what I mean? Because we have to put up our guards out there in the real world. It's just unfortunate. But that's why I work from home. That's why I very rarely interact with strangers. Uh, frankly, I like people. And sometimes I have very pleasant exchanges with people. Um, I have very pleasant exchanges on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and I've, I've learned and I've, I've gained a lot of really, um, close spiritual brothers and sisters that way. Rusty Tractor, I got my eye on you, girl. <laughs> She's from uh, Austin. And Idris from Oklahoma. There are so many people out there who have come out of the woodwork as I've been trying to uh, not only teach, but learn myself. And as I learn to share that with you. And as we get better at being a person, we get better at our job, no matter what it is. And so I think the reason why my show is getting better is because I'm getting better at this, because I'm getting better at being a person, because I I believe this. We cannot change our nature. And what I mean by that is we cannot change the fact that uh, we require certain things. We require love. We require uh, friendship. We require uh, emotional nourishment. We require sustainable jobs. And we require that people respect us and respect our boundaries. And that's true of people, and that's true of spirits as well. So when spirits aren't respecting your private space, guess what? You have to set up boundaries with them or get them the fuck out of there. I know myself as an, as an empath, there is no situation where I could live with a ghost. Fuck no. Too weird and creepy for me. Plus, I would feel it all the time, and you might start taking on their vibes and their energies. Uh, you might just sense their presence. Ugh. Too hard to live. Life is hard enough, you guys, without all that extra stuff. So, <laughs> But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have to learn to forgive each other. We have to learn to learn from each other. And we have to learn that everybody is valid. <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily mean they're smart. doesn't necessarily mean they're right. It just means they're entitled to their own point of view. And if you don't like the point of views of your uh, political rival, if you don't like the point of views of hateful people, uh, you do not have to tolerate that. All I'm trying to say, though, is that when we become more tolerant of each other, of ourselves, and stop playing this game of trying to be the most mature, the most sophisticated, the most educated, the most intelligent, the most scholastic, the most worldly, the most cultured. I grew up as a chef, you guys. I've been all around the world. I'm a pretty worldly guy. 
But at the end of the day, there's a difference between being um, evolved and having high sensibilities and being pretentious and being full of yourself or being superior, acting superior to others. And so my point is, is that be proud of what you are, no matter what you are. Get rid of your negative self-talk. It is useless. Uh, start if you're if you're a very abstract thinker and you can't put your abstract thoughts into concrete tangibles. Write things down. That way, it becomes more real for you. And uh, at the end of the day, you guys, try, try, try if you can to love one another. I know the world we're living in is not ideal. It's getting too big, too many people, too many problems. But I assure you that the vast majority of citizens out there all over the world just want what you want. They want love. They want acceptance. They want fun and happiness and to laugh and to be prideful of themselves and their accomplishments, to be, to be jovial, to be silly from time to time. And to be valid, to be validated. So, <clears throat> that's what I have for you guys. Thank you so very much. Uh, we will continue to do one episode of ghost slash uh, cryptid stuff. And then the ep- next episode, two episodes per week. The second episode will be uh, empath stuff or mental health stuff. And this episode is kind of uh, mental health slash empath stuff. That's why I, I put them together because they often intermingle. Uh, you cannot be a realized empath without good mental health. You will uh, implode. You will not know what to do with the, all the torrent of vibes and energy that you're feeling. You have to learn uh, how to compartmentalize these things. And uh, and at the end of the day, you guys, you have to learn to take a day off from being an empath from time to time. Take a day off from the paranormal. Take a day off from um, thinking you have to act or be a certain way. In other words, just clock out from time to time and allow yourself to simply be. Don't worry about uh, the ways that the world works. Worry about what works for you, you know, and um, be a kind-hearted person. Uh, Don't let the wrong ones in. But also be sure to give people a chance to prove themselves and show themselves to you. And uh, at the end of the day, if you want robust mental health and you want a, a cheerful life, <clears throat> it's kind of like the last episode. I talked about agency. And, and, and one thing I want to make clear to you guys is that uh, the one way in which we become better, happier people is by embracing our freedom, embracing our agency, but then taking responsibility for our agency. And what that means is, is that we want to embrace, uh, our, we want to embrace the part of us that is working, uh, the part of us that makes us feel cheerful. And we want to minimize the part of us that aren't working. If you get jealous, if you get, uh, self-conscious. There are ways that you can work at th- that. And that's what I mean is that as an empath, we, if we have depression and we have anxiety, um, I'm not saying, you know, 
snap out of it and that's that. No, what I'm saying is, is when you get disciplined in your own agency, you can then use that agency to become tougher, to become stronger, to become a more realized and evolved person who doesn't let every little tiny bump in the road affect your uh, mood and affect your life and affect uh, your mental health. Because we hypersensitives do that. And like I told you at the beginning of the show, um, I, you know, I hyper focus on negative things sometimes. I hyper focus on whether or not I'm uh, putting out the right content for you. I I focus on my numbers and my analytics too much. And I focus on whether or not you guys like me or not. And at the end of the day, I have to have faith that when my energy is correct, you will see it correctly and you will respond in kind. And so at the end of the day, I have to accept that we live in a quasi hateful world and that some people will just never get it. Some people will never get us and some people will come with boatloads of hate because that's how they've been hurt. That's how they've been shaped by their challenges and they're hurt and they are hurting. And so sometimes we as healers can help those people. But for the ones we can't, we have to let them go. So thank you guys so very much for accepting me. Uh, thank you for your friendship. And if you if you believe in robust mental health, if you believe in uh, empowering empaths, if you believe in making women's struggles better, if you embrace a, a forward thinking and classy and less punitive society, uh, join me. Join my empath tribe. Come on over. For a couple bucks, you can help me. And that helps me put more infrastructure into all of this. And the more money I get, the more I get to go buy on stereo equipment. No, I'm kidding. No, none of this goes to me. This goes to bettering the show, bettering the brand. And all this money is to support me and my robust mental health and my sustainability so that I can grow and get stronger for you guys. That's what it's all about. So if you want to go over and, and donate a couple bucks, come on over to my Patreon. It's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Chef Bry Comedy. If you ever want to find me at all, it's always going to be either Twitter or Facebook or wherever forward slash Chef Bry Comedy. Except for Instagram, that's Surviving Empathy Podcast. Thank you guys so very much. We'll see you one more time this week. And we love you. And we're here for you. And if you have questions, if you have comments, come on over to social media and hang out with us. That's what it's all about, man. We're building a tribe of like-minded people so we can celebrate the fun and joy of this life and try to minimize the hate and the anger and all those things that just steal away our joy. You know, at the end of the day, Rebecca, you know, she's mad at those people. And I had half a mind to call her manager and, and, and point them out and say, no, this is not right. Um, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to talk to her manager and I'm going to tell him uh, that I'm not going to point out who, but that you guys need to um, create a strategy to help women uh, who are getting off of work at nighttime to feel safe uh, on their way to the car. That's more important. So instead of becoming hateful or spiteful, I've chosen to take the high road and uh, hope that those two people will learn and grow into better gentlemen 
And, uh, uh, but we got to take care of our, our women folk, you guys. We got to take care of the ladies. We got to take care of these beautiful females out there. Uh, they are good, good people and they, they deserve our respect. All right. So thank you guys. We got one more for you and we'll see you then. And in the meantime, YouTube, Patreon, it's all coming. I got a website, www.survivingempathy.com. I'm still working on it. Uh, it's taking a while because I hate doing that kind of work. CSS work is boring to me. I hate it. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a I'm 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 an artsy fartsy artistic type. I don't like uh, getting into the weeds with computers. So <laughs> I'm good at it, but I'm reluctant. So uh, bear with me. We'll have it up soon, though. And uh, thank you guys for your support. And we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye bye. 